0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: It is genocide. What Russian occupiers are doing to Ukraine. And when we want to win, when we call on the world to support us, it is not just about an
0: ordinary conflict. It is about saving lives of millions of people. It just, it, it, it just is so wrong that this could even happen. We talked to Tristan Hopper about his op-ed in the National Post, um, which, which really pointed out just how chaotic this whole situation has been. The shambling, embarrassing aftermath of Canada fating a Nazi. And it has been exactly that. And they still haven't been able to fix it. They just haven't been able to fix it. So, I, uh, I arranged for our good friend Ambassador Alexander Sherba to be on the air with us at this time. And we were speaking with him about 10 minutes ago in Kyiv and uh, to get his sense and his view of, of the situation. And he sent me a very interesting note you know, so we have this, the reality is we had a Nazi honored in Canada's parliament. The reaction from Ukraine um, as Putin maximizes public relations. We're going to talk about that. And I think uh, Ambassador Sherba's response may be somewhat different to what's been reported and commented on in this country in the past week. So uh, Alexander Sherba Alexander is a former Ukrainian ambassador to Austria, member of the Ukraine diplomatic mission to the United States. He's also the author of Ukraine versus Darkness, Undiplomatic Thoughts. And I must apologize, before the break, I said the Ukraine. I've never done that before. I've never done it before and I'll never do it again. Alexander, thank you very much for joining us. It's been quite a week. How is the story, how's what's happened in Canada's parliament with President Zelensky present? How's it played out in Ukraine? What's been said? What's been written? What's the commentary?
1: Um, hello, Roy. Sorry about the delay. It uh, was indeed some uh, technical difficulty. I, uh, You should understand that Ukraine's uh, political life is more stressful and more uh, uh, packed with news and distressing news every day. So uh, it wasn't probably such a big explosion uh, like uh, it was uh, uh, in the Canadian politics uh, uh, bringing about the... Uh, resignation of the Speaker of Parliament. But of course, everybody was discussing this and it's definitely an embarrassment for many people. And it's a gift to Russian propaganda, which uh, is trying to um, create this uh, notion of Ukraine as a Nazi country and uh, creating a distraction uh, from the fact that uh, more Ukrainians died fighting uh, the Nazis and Americans French and British uh, combined. Um, so um, we just uh, need to uh, stay focused uh, um, that uh, Russia doesn't overuse and does, doesn't uh, enjoy uh, this you know embarrassing decision by the Speaker of the parliament too much and stay focused on the facts.
0: Yeah, and we corresponded during the week, and uh, part of what you wrote to me was, I think the situation is a huge distraction from the truth. The truth is that Ukrainians were hugely instrumental in breaking Hitler's neck. Now, the truth is ethnic Russians were more massively fighting on Hitler's side than any other ethnic group from the former Soviet Union. I'm curious about that, and I'm curious as well, Alexander, how the history of the Second World War is in fact taught and how it's appreciated uh, in Ukraine. Because in Canada, we're not very good at teaching history in our schools, and we're not very good at appreciating nationally even fairly current history, and I'm going to get challenged on that, but I'll stand by it. Can you answer that question for me?
1: well uh, i'm not a historian either but i know that uh, the so called uh, um, uh, russian liberation army uh, under the leadership of general vlasov that fought uh, for hitler uh, was uh, uh, more numerous than uh, any number of ukrainian you know uh, units uh, that were uh, in that uh, army and i know that uh, the whole uh, ethnic groups from uh, the Don River, uh, the so-called Don Cossacks were fighting and created a Cossack army in uh, then uh, Yugoslavia that uh, uh, basically uh, committed uh, numerous atrocities against civilians on the Balkans. Russians don't speak about it. Russians like to put focus on uh, Ukrainians. And if Ukrainians, you should understand that uh, for uh, a young guy uh, in uh, 1941, uh, the choice was either fighting for Hitler or for Stalin. Which, uh, from today's viewpoint, uh, you can imagine it's, uh, it's it's not a good choice uh, either way. But of course, uh, fighting for Hitler is just knowing what we know now. It just it just uh, uh, it's a crime and uh, it's inexcusable, and uh, I'm not. I don't want to uh, be an apologist uh, of, of those people, but you know, it's just uh, back then. Maybe some people made that wrong decision. Uh, I know my parents and my family, my, uh, my, my parents come from the family uh, that uh, both fought on the side of Russia. Uh, Red Army and uh, brother of my uh, grandfather uh, is uh, forever buried uh, in Poland. Uh, the other one is forever uh, buried uh, in Austria, all over Europe, you know. So this is the typical Ukrainian story. Um, and uh, for us Ukrainians, quite frankly, the time uh, when we uh, figure out and clear uh, um, the all the effects of our history from World War II. Uh, definitely, uh, there will be uh, more um, you know, um, study uh, to be done uh, of what really happened during World War II, but making us the bad guys, making the country, the, the part of the Soviet Union that carried 48% of all destructions uh, on the territory of the Soviet Union that was Ukraine in Ukraine. And 5.7 million um, civilians uh, died during the Nazi occupation. 1.5 of those were Jewish. Uh, many, the majority were ethnic Ukrainians. So we suffered enormously in that war and doing what, what Russia is doing using this you know uh, embarrassing decision uh, in Canada to uh, make us look bad is just a huge, huge distraction, it's it's, it's just unfair.
0: Yeah, Mr. Hunker, Yaroslav Hunker was a volunteer with the Galassia Waffen-SS, but the Nuremberg Trials described this Waffen-SS unit as war criminals, and they, they committed atrocities um, against y- Ukrainians and against Poles. So it was a it clearly a... Uh, uh, a, a war crimes outfit.
1: Absolutely. We should we should look very clearly and very, you know, honestly, like the whole Europe, like uh, the United States, like the whole world. We should look very clearly at uh, who did what during World War II. But uh, doing what Russians are doing, just using it as an instrument to uh, justify the real uh, fascist things they are doing right now in Ukraine, it just incredible i mean this is this is the uh it's not me speaking here i'm an ethnic ukrainian my wife is uh partly uh, uh estonian partly jewish partly um uh, russian but uh, i can use only the words of uh, the chief rabbi uh of uh, ukraine who said uh during the um uh, commemoration of baben yar and kiev Today's what Russia is doing today in Ukraine, they are showing that they are the successors of the Nazi occupiers from 80, 80 years ago.
0: Yeah, you wrote to me Putin is stepping in Hitler's footprints today in Ukraine.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's we we I know that people frown upon these, you know, comparisons, but There are some countries in the world who can compare, and Ukraine is one of those countries because we were burned to the ground 80 years ago. We suffered enormously uh, under that uh, Hitler yoke. And uh, there is this historical memory in our blood. And we know, we remember this punishment actions against civilians that uh, Germans conducted uh, uh, in 1941 Uh, two two months after they entered Ukraine. Uh, Russians started their uh, punishment actions two weeks after they entered Ukraine in uh, 2022.
0: Alexander, who is uh, Alexei uh, Milchakov?
1: Alexei Milchakov is uh, one of the commanders of one of the uh, most uh, gruesome battalions who are fighting uh, against Ukraine right now in uh, the occupied south of Ukraine. He is a proud Nazi, you know. Uh, usually with the Nazis, it's uh, the talk is we are not real Nazis. We are just, uh, Hitler did uh, that wrong, but uh, Hitler did that right. With Alex, Alexey Milchakov, it's, everything is different. He is a proud Nazi. He says, I'm a uh, Nazi, I'm a Nazi. And I like cutting ears of people's heads. And uh, the flesh of burning, um, the smell of burning human flesh is just yummy. This is, I'm quoting his interviews. This is the monster who fights on Putin's uh, side right now and who is uh, um, getting awarded medals in the Kremlin. So this is the answer who real Nazis are right now.
0: So he's a commander of a battalion who's fighting for Putin.
1: Yeah, the battalion. Uh, 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 the battalion's name is Rusich. They are fighting in the Parisian oblast right now.
0: So how do you think, how would you say the world should, and we should in this country, view what happened in Parliament last Friday when your president was in attendance and the standing ovation was given to Yaroslav Honka?
1: Well, it was. It, it should be seen as a, as an embarrassment and uh, as a huge mistake for which I think uh, the speaker of parliament uh, uh, paid uh, with his political career. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, the conclusion should be drawn. Well, I, I, you are the Canadians. You should understand. Uh, how uh, far political issues should, should go, from my understanding and from from the viewpoint of uh, Ukrainians, uh, you were honest enough about this,
0: Alexander. What's going on uh, now? What are the what are the Russians? You mentioned at the top of our segment that they, you were dealing with some very serious issues involving Russia. We've all, of course, been hoping that your counteroffensive would clear them out, but they're well dug in and they're defending themselves. What's the story this week?
1: Well, it's the same story as uh, as previous weeks. Unfortunately, the, it turns out that uh, the uh, best and most uh, uh, advanced uh, um, troops that Russia has are engineer troops. They had really all the time of the world, all the capacity of the world. Uh, To get prepared for this offensive. And uh, because uh, this war is like no other war before fought, um, a huge role is played by the drones. And uh, therefore, uh, you know, these usual things that uh, we know from the uh, war movies first uh, there is some demining, and then the uh, tanks and heavy machinery is going uh into you know these openings in the front line and this is how uh battles are fought it's not applicable here unfortunately because um every group of uh, heavy machinery is immediately spotted by drones and uh, uh, can be uh, destroyed so it has to be done and this movement ahead has to be done by food by infantry by soldiers uh, backed up uh, by the um, drone uh, troops, therefore, the it's going slowly. There are uh, kilometers, not hundred not dozens kilometers that we are uh, advancing. Yeah, waiting for you know these uh, big news, uh, but it looks like um, it won't be as uh, optimistic and euphoric as it was a year ago during the uh, liberation of Kherson. It will be much, much more difficult. Nevertheless, we keep our faith in our troops and in our army. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on
0: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.